Reignite on RTE Radio 1 with AIB. It takes a certain kind of brave to run a business. We see it, we back it. Our future at work, in so far as we can predict, is likely to involve plenty of technology, interactions with a diverse range of people and post-COVID, a blend of office and home-based work. So who better to start with than the boss of Ireland's biggest communications company? Anne O'Leary has been at the head of Vodafone for almost nine years and in those years she's put diversity and inclusion at the heart of her approach. Anne, you're welcome to Reignite. We're talking about the future of work this morning, but can I start by asking you to take a brief glance in the rearview mirror? How much has changed in the world of business and work in the 13 years since you joined Vodafone? I suppose a lot has changed over the past 13 years. Obviously, there's more women at leadership level. Some people would say not enough and probably right. The role of the leader has probably changed. This was I've changed, I've developed over those times. And I think now, you know, leadership really is firstly about knowing yourself, understanding the type of leader you are, where you're good and maybe where you need to work on more. Constantly actually uh, evolve. And what I mean is, you're kind of never done from a leadership perspective. And the reason is, you know, teams are changing, people are changing, the environment you work on is changing, you have different challenges out there. So actually, you have to kind of adapt and change with it. Like, I don't know if it's old age or more experience that I have now. I'm certainly a different leader than I was 20 years ago. Business is changing. It's more competitive The world is changing that we operate in. Consumers expect different things. Employees expect different things. So we, as leaders, really need to be open and listen and aware of those changes so that we can make sure that we are in the best place as a business and as a leadership team to react positively to the changes in the world. What's the biggest change you've had to make and to constantly evolve and adapt as a leader? I think for me now, it is the diverse teams that I lead, Uh, you know, people from all over the world, men, women, introverts, extroverts, engineers, marketeers, and to be aware that one style or one way of leading doesn't necessarily work. Uh, You know, years ago, it was like, this is the way we are and this is the way we work. And while you might have guidelines and principles of how you work, the fact is now I have to be much more flexible and open to the needs of my team and my employees, but also to the needs of my customers and the societies we work in. I've seen it myself. I think there's nothing worse in a leader thinking that the way I led 10 years ago or 15 years ago will work now. I think as well, leadership, now is it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay not to have all the answers and actually people want you to be authentic because I think it helps people connect with you better and for me leadership is about creating followership it's about people believing in you trusting you if you want to keep the talent you have and that's the issue probably on you at the moment is people have a choice of work Uh, trying to get great people and good people and keep them actually is a challenge in Ireland at the moment. Creating these diverse teams, Anne, 
that's not accidental. That has to be done by design. And you've managed to get to now 50-50 gender split across your people manager community. Like, you're nine years now as CEO of Vodafone Ireland. Like, is that an explicit goal that you set and have then worked very, very hard on year on year through design to make sure you are building a very diverse team? Absolutely. So gender equality is absolutely core for me and ensuring that every woman and girl has the same opportunity as our male colleagues is absolutely key. And it's just something ingrained in me. You know, I would have set up the Women's Network 12 or 13 years ago in Vodafone Ireland when I joined. And I did because I felt there wasn't enough support around when I was younger and going through the management and leadership ranks. So I wanted to have a place where uh, firstly women could come and talk about the issues and the barriers that were there and the support they needed, but also now including our male colleagues. So there's a much greater awareness and understanding of that. And I continue to mentor, sponsor young female uh, leaders in the business as well. And I think we have better business results on the back of it. And what you described there and is, I would say, the exception rather than the norm. When you look externally to other industries, other companies that are publicly listed, what do you think are still the barriers, though, when it comes to seeing that greater diversity? And secondly, do you think there is a need for quotas when it comes to the composition of our boards of major and small companies in this country? Look, so I have been involved in Balance for Better Business and the 30% Club for many years, and we are making progress on boards. Boards are not the issue. The issue is at all levels of leadership within companies. Is there proper succession planning? Is there proper opportunities for women to reach the top and get the experience they need to become the CEO or the CFO or to get on those boards. And you're right, some industries and companies are better than others. And all of the publicly listed companies now have to give their gender stats in terms of where they are now and where they need to get to. And it's something that has to be kind of personal and innate at a senior leadership level within a company. And it starts with the CEO. It's not just a HR thing. It's that all the executives, CEO, CFO, HR, technical, everybody believes that gender equality is fundamental and that we have to ensure we've brought in flexible work policies that support the life cycle of women who will mainly have children. Not always that there is flexibility and fairness within the system that those females will get the opportunity, despite taking time off from maternity leave, etc., that they'll be given the opportunities to step down or step up during their career to, to reach the top, and that they have sponsorship. And sponsorship is key at senior levels, because if you have a sponsor, a sponsor is going to make sure when you're not in the room, they're going to say, you know, give on you the job. And this is why, because I sponsor her. And so there are many things that need to be done within companies and a belief that it is the right thing to do and it will create better results. But most of the people that work in gender diverse companies certainly see the benefits of it. And I've heard people saying when that crisis happened, when we were discussing that issue, having 
the male voices, the female voices, the different perspectives, absolutely critical in decision making and doing the right thing uh, for the business. There's a lot in there that requires us to have proactive conversations. And one of those conversations that we need to proactively have in this country is around menopause. Because what you have seen through your own research, it's that between the ages of 45 and 55, that's typically the age women are coming into those management positions that you're talking about and those top leadership roles. So what is your approach now with menopause in terms of training and better awareness? Yeah, so look, again, aligned with our policy on gender equality and ensuring that we're at least at 50-50 is our menopause policy. And again, this is, again, building awareness around a topic that in the past has been taboo, not only amongst men, but also amongst women. So we brought out the policy so and we launched training and awareness across all managers about what is menopause, how does it affect women, what is our understanding of it so that people can talk about this we will give people leave we will give them access to medical advice and that if women are suffering from menopause and it's affecting their work or whatever that they can speak freely and openly rather than dropping out of the workforce and the data that we saw was that something like three out of four women felt uncomfortable even talking about it and that women did step down which is not what we want because of the menopause. And hopefully our next phase will be talking about men's hormonal health and and what we need to do that. Again, building an awareness. And I think if we build an awareness, there'll be an understanding, there'll be support and people won't feel alone and afraid to ask for help. Imagine one of the other policies that you're constantly having to tweak and hone now is going to be the remote office blended approach there particularly as we await government guidelines on non-essential workers returning to the office you're looking at a 60-40 hybrid model can you tell us a little bit about your thinking on that what the future of Vodafone is going to look like here in Ireland yeah so look I think you know one of the benefits of COVID and the pandemic if we can talk about benefits is that we can work productively and well remotely. We have been very happy with how our employees and our managers have responded during uh, COVID to that. But we also know, and 80% of our people said from the surveys, is that we want a blended model. And we respect that. So we have said to our employees, we will expect you in the office two days a week and three days working remotely. Each employee will work with their manager on how that works for them. It really is about trusting our employees, empowering our employees, giving them the tools to work effectively, but also supporting our managers in how they manage in this new hybrid work environment. And really, Anya, all of us are going to test this, but we certainly don't see it ever going back to a five day a week in the office. Can I ask you finally, Anne, is there any advice maybe that you've gotten or that you find yourself giving to people in this moment? Look, I think, you know, I've said to people, you don't want to do anything rash. 
But obviously, you can look at options and maybe it is time to look at options and question what do I want from my work, from my employer? Where do I want to work? What kind of a culture do I want to work in? But I would say to people as well as, you know, the next few months is going to tell a lot. And if people have been working remotely to start getting back into the office, meeting people, seeing what that's like, uh, seeing how they feel before they make any rash decision. But you know what? The next few months, they can really test and see what they want from their career for the next 10 years. Good advice. Anne O'Leary, Chief Executive of Vodafone, thank you so much for joining us on Reignite. Reignite on RTE Radio 1.